after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors hey kids welcome to another edition of after these messages this is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Uh, so, today, the doctor is in. You are the doctor. I didn't go to no amount of medical school <laughs> to be called Ms. That was the most Job thing you've ever said. And I'm not talking <laughs> about the Bible. So you have a handful of commercials that you feel are broken but could be fixed. And so you're going to apply your uh, non-medical degree to fix these commercials? Yeah, I actually want to give a shout out to listener Courtney who said on the Facebook group that she likes it when we um, tackle commercials that could be good if they would... If there would be, if, they, if one thing was changed about them mm-hmm. or, or something was changed about them to make them better. Uh, so I thought that would make a fun, uh, fun episode. All right. Sounds good. We'll be doing that today. Also, a brave American stands up to take on one of the biggest enemies of our generation. Of course, I'm talking about those goddamn Chevy Focus Group commercials. Uh, we will listen to that tape. First, though, we do have two special folks joining us here in the studio today. Uh, I'll tell you who they are first. And then. I will tell you why they are here. The first person is Rosen Saez, style editor at Seattle Met Magazine and a dear friend. Hey, how's it going, Rosen? I don't apparently have your microphone on. How about now? I am here. Uh, thank you for doing this with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, Nicholas J. Jarin, his middle name does not begin with J, but I like to call him that. He is the co-host of the podcast Northwest Nerd and Rosen's beautiful boyfriend. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure. I'm just feel weird calling you beautiful (laughs) i don't feel weird about it (laughs) never never done a podcast before um so you guys are here not just as our guests but uh you're here because you are going to be filling in for us next week these and i are going to be on an airplane during the super bowl and so that's right we're leaving the ad council with a sitter (laughs) that's right and these are your sitters yes and you will respect them yeah you're gonna go to bed when they tell you and don't tell them that you get more ice cream than one serving. <laughs> you get and one. Then we're having people over. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. What do we reward listeners with on this show? It's not ice creams. So you can. Uh, I guess we don't really. We're not. In yeah, the, we don't reward them with anything. We're not really in the habit of putting the listener first on this. We'll, okay, you each can get one Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that I don't have to watch the Super Bowl uh, with the stupid Patriots in it. So that's good for us. You guys do have to watch the Super Bowl, and then uh, next Tuesday you will do our Super Bowl show for us. That's right. We actually will we'll watch the Super Bowl ads as promised, but we're just going to turn it off when the actual game is on. I think that's our strategy. Yeah, I was actually also bummed that we would have to watch the Patriots probably win that game. Yeah. Not a fun experience, but I'll do it for the ATM heads out there. Thank you. We're starting to um, see some of these commercials leak already without getting into a whole big Super Bowl uh, conversation right now because there's still plenty of time for that. Have you guys seen anything that's ringing your bells? We have seen some. uh, The Easy Writer. The... Oh, I have not seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a Mercedes-Benz commercial. It's and... a Coen Brothers piece, actually. Oh. The first that they've directed in 15 years. The first commercial? Have you seen this one, Vives? I've seen a headline about it, yeah. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those ones that's getting a lot of buzz early. 
And of course, Vives, you've seen that. You've, you've got your eyes on the Mr. Clean. There's a terrifying, sexy, uncanny sexy. valley Mr. Clean <laughs> monstrosity. And then there's a whole series with John Malkovich um, and his new, his new vanity design label. I haven't seen that one. The Mr. Clean one, though, has given me, I'll just call them interesting dreams for the Ooh. past week or so. Uh, don't, I, there's nothing gross. I just said interesting. I find myself in the uncanny valley. Anyway, we might find a way to check in with you guys next week, too. Not to hijack the show the moment you guys take it over, but uh, we'll see what happens. But either way, it's in good hands. I mean, it's already been hijacked by someone, so... The we'll show. see if you yeah. make it onto that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess we'll see. Thanks for putting my place. But for uh, for now, let's, we're going to uh, come back to the podcast, and all the passwords will be changed. No, I am giving you access to a lot of stuff <laughs> that gives you access to my email. I'm a little. Bit I was actually going to crack a joke thing. about that earlier, but I didn't want to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I don't even know if I'll have an identity to come back to, let alone a podcast. Um, all right, but let's get on with today's show. Uh, who wants to go to the hospital? Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. What okay. should I do? What Let's hear from I the doctor do? before I fade this out. Oh my God. Give her a sweet pill to make her better. <laughs> yes, make her better. <laughs> oh, guys, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever found on the internet. I was alone in the house. I was just looking for some sort of music to start this segment today, and I found this goddamn weird children's cartoon song about taking a doll to the doctor. And I honestly don't think I've ever laughed so hard and maniacally by myself. Yeah. Possibly in my life. You came home, Vives, and I was practically in tears. You really were. You were almost hysterical. Can you uh, post that to the Facebook page sure. this week? Sure, send me, yeah. Okay. I, I see the link here. I'll send, uh, I'll post, I, I'm delinquent in posting the other one, so I'll, the last week's ad, so I'll uh, I'll post them both. All I, all I want to do it's for It's also show animated is, in the weirdest way. Oh, it is so it is so wonderful. Really inconsistent animation. Like, the little girl has Popeye arms in one yeah, frame. Yes, she does. And her doll, everything is kind of, uh, everything is, like, I guess, two-dimensional, but then her doll is one-dimensional. Is that right? Nope. No, it's, Add I mean, one to each dimension. Yeah, that's not yeah, how dimensions no. work. But I was going to say, but it's weird to call that cartoon three-dimensional. Listen, I need to stop talking about this yeah, now. I think we just on. need to get into the topic. So, Vives, this, this is all you. Uh, what do you... Let's see. How can I put this? What patients are before you today? Well, our first patient, uh, the fir- first ad on the table is um, an ad for AT&T. This is an ad that part- that's part of a campaign um, where- that we've talked about before. The- it-, it features the um, AT&T spokeswoman. I think her, her act- the actress is named, is it Milana Veintraub? Veintraub, I think. Uh, and you've seen her before. She's been she's been in a ton of these ads over the over the months and years. This is one that's in really heavy rotation. Uh, she is selling a, a phone plan to a guy who's sort of a little nerdy looking, and we're hearing his internal monologue as he buys his phone and walks out the door. Yeah, should I just play it? Play it from there. So yeah, he just got a deal. We didn't see him make that. He be clearly just closed a deal with the cute AT and T girl, and now he's uh, he's making his way to the door, and we hear, as we said, the his thoughts. Enjoy your phone. You too. 
All right, be cool. You got the amazing new iPhone 7 on the house by switching to AT&T. What? And you got unlimited data because you have DirecTV? <laughs> okay, just a few more steps. Now, as he approaches the door, we should say, he turns around to wave to the cute AT&T girl, and then he accidentally bumps, and he just walks right into the closed glass door. Door! It's cool. Get the iPhone. Now, when we hear her say door, the camera focuses on her, but she is not talking. That's also inside her head. Right. So that's an important point. Veeves, I give you the floor, because if I keep talking, I won't shut up about this one. So... I like this actress. I think she does a good job, and most of the the ads in this campaign work well, good to well, or, or okay to well. Um, this one is such a weird, like, miss for me. Um, I don't. They're they're trying to come. They're trying to do too much with it. Like, is he? He's having an internal monologue, which seems to be centered around his like. Is he like that he's getting away with something like just keep walking before they stop you and take back this great deal that you've made. But also he seems to be like sort of embarrassed that he maybe he says you too when she tells us sells him the phone. So like the way when, you know, like someone says like have a like the cab driver says have a good flight and you accidentally say like you too. Yeah. Or happy birthday. Right. You too. So there's there's a lot that's going on here that's supposed to be a joke, but there's too many things that are happening. And I don't understand why they also go inside her internal monologue. Oh, that's the part that, I mean, everything you said drives me crazy. But that last part is just the cherry on top. It drives me nuts. So, why are we in her head? Yeah. So, Nick and Rosen, what's, is this an ad you've seen? Oh, yeah. This one's all over the place. And I think it's definitely winking towards the very many online blog posts about how attractive the cute A&T mm-hmm. tear curl is, right? So... That's the main joke of this thing, and they kind of built the rest of it around that's all anybody's going to pay attention to. Because I, I, I watched that ad again. I've watched it several times today. I still don't know what the ad is for. Like, what phone are they selling people? Uh, an it, AT&T one. It, it, has, it has something to do with getting... Um, Oh gosh, we just watched it. <laughs> iPhone exactly. seven. The iPhone seven. Oh, is, it, is it the iPhone seven? It gets the iPhone seven, yes. but it comes with something like, like Direct TV. Direct TV. Yeah. So yeah, and anxiety also apparently. And I, I'm with you, Vives. Just to reiterate what you said, it drives me crazy. If if we're not just talking about commercials that are bad, but w- how do we fix them? This commercial needs to find a lane. I don't, I don't think there is enough evidence that he's supposed to be. Think being nervous because he's got a crush on her the whole time. I agree with you, Nick. Like that is part of it. But for me, I was just going on body language on that. No, one. I, I know that's what I mean. It's confused. I mean, I think it's one of three things. Either he needs to. The whole premise needs to be he's flustered because this girl is super cute right. and he's in his head. And Which that is would fine. Make, that's a narrative. Yes, and that would make sense because that's why you turn and you say goodbye to her at the end and run into the door. That's just classic flustered crush stuff there. Or he's flustered because he feels like he's getting away with something. The language is also like he just pulled off a heist and the last thing he has to do as he walks out of the bank with two bags of money is just be fucking cool. Right. Right? But is, there's a little bit of that. And then the third one, I, I think, Veeves, as, as you mentioned too, is is it just kind of like he's got 
is he just what's the third potential fluster the is he getting away or he's just excited because he got this great deal i guess yeah and and why do we suddenly go into her head are are they having are they having a conversation in their heads it's so confused it's like they it was like it was written by committee so to fix this one what kind of fluster do we want to go with the um, just like I'm getting away with something here, right? I think that and makes the most don't sense go into from a marketing head. perspective. Yeah. Is like have him have it be totally about like just a few more steps, and you're out the door with this um, with this steal of a deal. Like I don't know, Rosen. What do you think? Like would that would that solve this problem? Would that would that would that fix this ailing commercial? It would. It would certainly help. And yeah, I agree about not getting into her head. I think. Who who's thinking about somebody running to a door? I feel like that's too anticipatory. Yeah, yeah. yeah why would why is she? And even she's watching? a jerk for not saying it. <laughs> yeah, why not just say door? Like, just don't crash. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so do we fix this one? I think. I mean, all all of these are no, hopefully nothing that we've put on the on the uh, operating table here is is beyond saving. I, mean, I don't, uh, yeah, don't want to no. have to call time of death on any of these. <laughs> right. I don't have a sound effect for when we feel the commercial, so I'll just keep playing this, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's move gonna on. It's going to be so deep into my head. <laughs> I know. I'm not getting rid of that one. <laughs> What's up next for you? This, just, just, just so you know, the sound you're hearing is what I came home to today. I've never seen him so tickled by he, something so he simple. Is, he is giddy. All right, enough about me. What else? Uh, what else? I'm trying to take this show seriously, and I wish you guys would, uh, would do the same. What's up next? Well, this is one that's kind of been bothering both of us, I think. Uh, we've talked in the past about the Halos campaign. They did a great, they did a great campaign around uh, if they're not happy, uh, you're not happy. And it was, uh, they, they had a great one that was a little girl. Halos, by the way, are those little tangerines. Those little, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what they're called. The little oranges. Easy to peel little oranges, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a Japanese name for them? Does nobody... Mm. Well, they're like Clementine. They're smaller or... than Satsumas. If oh, they're not. That, I was thinking of Satsuma. Yeah. Those aren't the same. They're not interchangeable. I don't think they're smaller than that. Oh, okay. Anyway, tiny oranges. Uh, and there was a great one. There was a great series, If They're Not Happy, You're Not Happy. And the really standout one from that campaign was the little girl who they, they run out of halos and she cuts off her horse, her toy horse's head and leaves it in her father's bed to send a message. And it's just really well shot through these short ones. He, it starts with him waking up, pulling back the sheets just like the godfather, and there's just this tiny little <laughs> doll's head and, and then he looks up and she's just standing in the doorway with an empty thing of uh, of uh, halos. And the body of the horse. And the body of the horse just giving him uh, a, a bad look. So yeah, that was, it was, if, you, if you're not happy, if they're not happy or if you don't have halos, they don't have halos. Was Something that, like yeah, that. Okay, but, yeah. but the theme was like, kid, kids want them and they'll go to great lengths to get them. Right. So they're sort of sticking with that. I think they're sticking with that targeting, like of parents of young kids and like having a healthy snack for a kid. And I think that's actually a great, it's a great sort of place for them to be in a marketing sense because, you know, they are, they are a good snack for a kid and it's like, it's like a good, it's a good thing for parents and kids to agree on or as a snack. Can I jump in and say, if there is any issue with that for me personally, it is in the vein of ads where it's a little bit of the bratty ad, like that it's the parent, it's the job of the parents to make sure that the kids are happy, because if not, then the kids are going to act up. 
Uh, not to be too much like I know that's very much my dad talking yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I think like as non-parents, like we have no idea. Right. Okay. Anyway. Um, but they've they've pivoted a little bit in what in the campaign, and now they're going with Good Choice Kid, and it's a series of ads where a kid is presented by another child with a an option to do something that might be dangerous or ill-advised and the kid chooses not to do it and instead eats a halo and the then we see sort of like oh yeah they they made a good choice because there's like a bad outcome Mm -hmm. so some of these are more successful than others i want to start by having you play one that i think works really well in this campaign it's called dollhouse right um there's a little girl. She's uh, she's staying at the house of two twins who are sort of creepy. Shine- totally the shining, the shining twins, basically. Like, uh, and their house is very sort of gray and grim, and it's filled with creepy dolls. Like filled. They're in their the, these twins' bedroom, and every surface is just covered with old fashioned style. Just dolls. staring their weird yeah. flat doll stairs, like okay. a shark. Okay, <laughs> so you want me to hit play on it from there? Yeah. Okay. looking at all the creepy dolls just staring at her you too really like dolls mommy said you can spend the night or longer would you like to drive good choice kid so uh, we cut to her in the car eating her halo orange. I think and she's t- holding the ho- halo the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and telling her parent to drive and get her out of there. Yeah, and then they peel away from the uh, they peel away from the creepy old house. And then I guess if we want to hear the wonderful halos, sweet, seedless, easy peel. There it is. Good choice, kid. All right. So I think this one works beautifully. It presents the kid with a a choice in which the the choice she doesn't take is something that is convincingly creepy and scary, but is definitely something that these creepy twins want her to do. And, and it's I, a realistic scenario. It's like a kid goes over I mean, it, it's amplified. Right. But the scenario is a little girl is supposed to have a spend the night or something. And it's just basically like kind of creeped out yeah. by the kids from her class, which I mean, I think we it all is really just that. it's just an amplified version of a real thing. Right. And I totally think that's a great point. So this is the one that I think need. Then there's another one in this campaign uh, titled Circus that I think needs some doctrine. Yeah, okay, so now uh, kind of similar style, only they're at school. They're actually at gym class. Again, we're talking about um, three girls. They're all different actresses in this one. There's the the hero of the commercial with her halo, and then uh, two girls come up to her uh, in this gymnasium where people are climbing ropes and stuff. Hey, we're going to run away and join the circus. Want to come? So then it cuts to the circus where our hero, the Halo girl, is just in the audience, but her two ill-advised friends are actually, like, walking the tightrope, going through a big uh, fiery circle, and people are um, juggling chainsaws below them. And they don't look like they're having a very good time. Yeah, they look like they're miserable. In their new role as uh, circus entertainers. Good choice, kid. 
wonderful halos. Sweet, seedless, easy. So the good choice in this case is she decided not to join the circus, but instead buy a circus ticket. Yeah, and she's I, really enjoying their misery too. Yeah, yeah. and that's Schadenfreude much. <laughs> and the thing is, they're miserable. What I and I know it's a small nuance that is maybe seems unimportant, but I think the reason this this other the circus version doesn't work for me is that why would these why would the circus girls go through with it? It makes sense that the creepy doll girls want her to stay. That's sure, their yeah. world. They like it there. Whether or not, you know, someone else would like it, they, it's got a very, like, um, sort of uh, Adam's Family vibe to yeah. to their whole thing. It's like Adam's Family crossed with The Shining. But the circus girls are like, okay, well, they ran away to join the circus. Did they also sign themselves into indentured servitude? It just, nothing makes sense. The Blood cho- contract. The yeah. choice doesn't make sense. The scenario doesn't make sense. It's not something that is, like, relatable in any way. As a like, kids are not joining the circus right. like that. I feel like there's a third one. I don't know if we want to talk about how to fix that one or if we're just putting a pillow over it and killing it. Um, to like well, Sometimes you have to I'd... cut off one <laughs> limb to save the rest of the body. What kind of doctor are you? I know, well, my God. Well, a sawbones, I think. Uh, like, here's one that I think what is What happened actually... to your Hippocratic? Oath. <laughs> isn't the Hippocratic Oath it's more of a veterinarian? Cut, isn't, it, isn't it cut more arms? I doctor, thought that that's what. Help me, help me. Here's one that I think walks the walks the. This is another problematic oh. one in the uh, in in the campaign. It's a scenario that I actually could imagine two kids having an idea for, but I think the payoff is really bad. I'm sure you guys have seen this one, too. This is uh, another good choice, kid. This time it's boys. You have the hero uh, Halo boy eating his uh, little orange, and then uh, two kids come up to him and ask, and tell him their plans for the afternoon, which is to break into a construction site. Hey, we're going to break into a construction site. Want to come? Sometimes the right choice is easy. Hey, hey, can you get that Halo? Okay, so now the, the the payoff on this one is we cut to the constru- the construction site, but the kids have accidentally been um, covered in concrete, and they're, they're now part of a concrete yeah, block. Yeah, they're and encased only their in concrete, and they're out. sort of the and the block of concrete that they're encased in, with just their faces sticking out, is swinging past our hero, and who shows not to break into the construction site. Right. So I actually think like that does seem like a good childhood thing. Like, hey, let's break into the. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever been offered to break into a construction site necessarily, but hey, let's get it's into a little bit of trouble. Plausible, right? yeah. Let's go somewhere we're not supposed to go. Kids like construct. I, I could see that. But the payoff of them, the result is, oh, they got poured into concrete. Yeah. That doesn't make sense it's to me. It's too extreme somehow. How can we fix this one? I feel like their setup is all there. We just need a better, what is the, what should happen to them at this construction site? The thing looming over the outcomes that don't make any sense is that the parents are nowhere. So the parents aren't looking too, for yeah. the kids who are in the circus that's visiting the same town that their friend lives in. Yeah, that's true. The little girls are the parents the looking for yourself. these boys yeah. either? I don't know. I yeah. Mean, and you know what, Nick? I think you really hit on an important piece of why these don't work for me because these are commercials that are aimed ultimately at parents. And I feel like they really lost the plot. The marketers lost the plot when they made them. They got so mired in the like the hilarious, uh, you know, outcome of this crazy scenario that would happen if a kid ran away to join the circus or got poured into a block of concrete Mm -hmm. that they stopped thinking about who their audience was. The reason the doll one works so well in part is that the daughter said that the the hero says to the parent at the end, and we never see the parent, but she says, drive. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it's like she's in league and she's, she and the parent are on the same page. And I feel like that was part of what made the if they're not happy, you're not happy. If, if, or if, you don't, if you're out of Halos, they're out of Halos mm-hmm. uh, campaign it's good. It's part of the relationship between the child and the parent. Yeah, it, it really focuses on that relationship. And that gets lost in a lot of these, these other ones where the, the, where the outcomes are sort of nonsensical for what would happen. And if I can make one more point, one more layer on this, I think the reason the doll one works is because there's also an element of, well, this is her perception. This is her experience. Like, little kids get creeped out by new friends sometimes, and they might have that feeling of, like, these sisters are crazy and weird. Mom, get me out of here. But we're kind of seeing it through her perspective a little bit. They're not really this, like, kind of shining. Yeah. But, like, this, like, okay, the kids break. I I still want an answer from you guys. What would be a good ending for the construction one? Two little boys are like, we're going to break in the construction. I think that's totally plausible. But then at the end, it has to be like, good choice. You didn't do that. Should they be in prison? <laughs> yes. You should imprison these two miscreants. They're, they're wearing hard hats. They have after school jobs. Like they're hired. And you're like, well, <laughs> you know, now they're just a part of this crew carrying like <laughs> lumber kinda, across this like just job site. If you hear you're working. yeah oh i kind of i like that or would it be too extreme if they were like if they were like up on a high beam somewhere or up on a crane down i think i think that's essentially the same joke but better and would be a better execution and i think a better thing is the the kid the hero kid is like getting a ride home or something with the parent and as he as they pull away, he looks up and sees them like yeah. up on a girder somewhere. That's not bad. Although I do kind of like Rosens. I kind of like maybe the car is pulling that, that away. Would be I funny. think having the car pull away at the end is a, a, something they should return to for each of these. Yeah, like th- it establishes that pa- the p- parents are somewhere in the periphery, which I like, Vives. But then also kind of like through the window of the car, you see what's le- being left behind, and like two little boys carrying like that would a bunch of hilarious. lumber and hard yeah. hats and just looking like I did not sign up for <laughs> this. little orange vests. Yeah. They're little orange vests. And, exactly. and then to add to that, if we go back to the circus version, I think one of my big hang-ups with that one is like, who's putting two girls on the tightrope day one? It's like, you need to earn that <laughs> spot. They shoveling elephant poop Exactly. Yep. I like the way yep. you more have a professional jealousy of that. You're like, you earn that spot. Right. Yeah. yeah, you need to come up in the People ring. People work for years to get up on the on the tightrope. Tight I agree, though, That's Rosie. not your wire. That's my wire. The, the girls who are in on the tightrope uh, who they're walking on the tightrope not just by themselves but on stilts. I mean, it's like an incredibly ridiculous with chainsaws below. Over, them. yeah, yeah. It's just it's an incredibly over the top, and it does. It, it's a it, again. It, I know it seems like a small thing, but like those jobs are hard. Those jobs are <laughs> prestige jobs. I think the better job is shoveling elephant dung. Uh, yes, that's a good point. Or like, like the, you know yeah. having to you know roust what you know the the roustabouts who do the tents. I think you're you're right. I would I would not go with the circus theme at all. I think it's just kind of a bad setup. But yeah. very that is a good it way so of kind of of saving that though. I, I like that. Yeah, like have, just give them like kind of a a, a junky job at the. Uh, well, guys, I think we I, th- I think we did it. Yeah, <laughs> saved. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What like should this doctor I do? needs to help her. It, is. it never ends on the note you think it's going to end <laughs> no. on. And 
<laughs> it seems to be a random assortment of notes. Yes. Well, not any kind of order. Okay. Um, oh, Veeves, I saw you going off online about this commercial, this Grammarly one. Oh, on the blogs. Yes. This I'm excited for Rosen and Nick to uh, weigh in on in particular because unlike us, they are millennials. Mm-hmm. That's true. And this is a really a this is a commercial that um is I guess squarely aimed at millennials uh and your illiterate asses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by the way, this whole thing was just a, a trap to get you guys here so we can excoriate you for being It's rare that someone yeah, how is dare happy. you be younger than us? <laughs> how dare you? I was just going to say, it's rare that someone is happy to have a millennial in the room. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, not you don't hear that too often. It's true. All right, so for this one, Vage, I think this is going to be a little bit harder to um, kind of explain because it's very visual, but essentially a young woman we see gets a a job at a some sort of social she gets a job as a social media she she's the social media manager at some kind of you know tech startup type type of company Mm -hmm. everybody it's it's everybody's young but she's especially young Mm -hmm. um she might even be borderline generation z um no that was a thing yeah that's the new ones they're getting into college right now so Mm. brace yourselves um snapchat generation oh god snapchat um <laughs> let's just move no. right past that one. <laughs> so I think all generations can agree that it's not the Snapchat generation. No. There might be a multi-generational rift, but that is not one. Yes. I'm just alone on an oh. island with that joke. So they welcome so the, the head of the company or her manager welcomes her to the team as our new social media manager, and then we see her throughout the day doing her social media managing, um, but using this tool this product called grammarly to basically correct her unbelievably inept use of the english language so can i play it maybe you can walk us through some of the examples we see her typing online um yeah a lot of it's happening on her screen right so clearly it's her first day at the job and there's some issue the servers go down i think you'll kind of hear that in the commercial so suddenly you know, her generic Twitter that she's working on starts blowing up with customers who are really mad because right. their apps aren't working. I can't get my Zappos or I whatever. Get my Snapchat. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and uh, and so she's trying to respond to all these upset customers as quickly as possible on fake Twitter. Um, and she's making a bunch of uh, grammatical mistakes that the computer is just kind of fixing for her. So let's go here. Get ready because here I come. Last thing, I'd like to introduce our new social media manager, Lily. Do you know what's going on? The servers are down. Welcome to the team. Let me pause it for a second. How much you fucking hate that guy? Oh, I hate everybody in this commercial. God, I mean, I think shake. one thing we could do to fix it is recast all people, everyone with someone who's 10 years older. Yeah. <laughs> let's get some Generation X up in this. in this company. Let's get some cranky 45-year-olds. I feel like if I watch this commercial through your eyes, you're just watching like the cast of like Rugrats like at computers. <laughs> yeah. That's they how I that. think you're watching this video. This girl, the main girl, Lily, seriously looks like she's in high school to me. These kids should not be in the workforce. Go to, whatever happened to going to grad school? 
Okay, so okay. <laughs> so she typed. So somebody tweets at her, "Your app isn't working, frowny face." And so she writes back to them, "We're fixing it as fast as possible," but it corrects it from "were" to "we." We. It adds the apostrophe. It adds the apostrophe. The e and the R. Yeah. Um, Which why are you? I mean, are you that? Why did you get a job as a social media manager if you can't even? Thank you. Type weir. I that that's exactly that's exactly the, my problem with this. It like. I think my biggest problem with this ad, and and it's just a series of things like that. She uses affecting instead of affecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all. It's just like you. It's a bunch of usage and grammar stuff, right? Hence, grammarly. Look, as I said on Facebook, I use and love spell check as much as the next dumb moron. Okay, so I rely on spell check too. I mean, it's an it's a it's a good thing because we all make typos and we're all moving very fast. And I guess that's sort of the point here is that she's supposed to be like she's having to like respond in real time and it's it's like dealing with her her grammar stuff. But the way they do it really makes her and her whole generation seem like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what would be better is if it was somehow is if they somehow put created a situation where someone is just having to. Someone who maybe whose job isn't communication, but still has to type a lot of stuff, is having this service or this this product help them. Because I think what makes me so annoyed is that she probably has an English degree or something, Mm -hmm. and it really makes her seem like she does really doesn't know the difference between affecting and effecting. But you know, I like where you're going with that. But let's say that it's somebody who has to write something. Uh, but it looks like that's not maybe what their job is. Like, let's say it's a blue-collar worker. Let's say it's one of the boys who joined the construction crew at a young age right. and had to drop out of school. Because yeah, he was just <laughs> like, now, now he's punching a clock. Exactly. It was either that or the circus. <laughs> and now he's 40 years old. He's like, dear mom and dad. Right. And we see him typing a letter. You would really get dinged on some classism. Dear there, mom and dad, I've been enslaved. <laughs> right. Do you remember me? I was your son up until age uh, seven when I disappeared. Thanks for not Send looking help. for Dear me. Dear mom and dad, I've been enslaved. Did you mean enslaved? <laughs> Period. <laughs> anyway, do you see what I'm saying, though? If it was somebody like – I could sort of see like, oh, somebody who's struggling with the language because maybe they're not as highly educated. You get in some class issues there, right? Like Maybe – I. I feel like the fi- we're getting closer to the fix. I see the fix more like instead of her creating these awful sentences, which is like, come on, you have one job. This is your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be a professional. How'd you get hired? Yeah. Um, so I think the fix might be more she's getting you know letters or she's like editing things. Like as a writer and editor, you have to read through a lot of, you know, not so great writing, grammar included, and she's maybe proofreading some things. So it puts it less pressure on her and more on... The input that she's getting from oh, like outside sources. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like that a lot. And it kind of helps. And I think you that can, belies. You can, tell, you can p- tell we have an editor here. But don't, you think that, <laughs> but don't you think though that that undermines the real target audience? Like the the job of this, this isn't a product. They, ed, you know, being an editor is a very kind of specialized, somewhat rarefied thing. Which is why we're super happy to have you here oh, today, Rosen. I have one um, too. So you know what I mean. So I don't know that necessarily. I think that you're really kind of misappropriating the the target and the purpose of the product if you're using it as an editor, which isn't mm. what they're going for. So we're just days away from inauguration day. I'm sure pretty much everybody listening has made at least one overly passionate post on Facebook or Twitter at this point, and it really gets to you. If you have a grammatical error in there, because immediately someone's just going to comment underneath mm. your 
mm-hmm. asterisk right. or whatever. That's who they should be targeting, right? Is people who don't want to look dumb while using Facebook and Twitter. While trying to trying to look smart yeah. and adroit with your political commentary Actually, on Facebook. That would right? be a very funny and and great commercial is uh, somebody who's in a social media war. That would be oh, interesting. We all get sucked into them. Um, I mean, it would totally do away with this whole scenario. But I think it would be great to, you know, back and forth between like, you could have it be on about, you wouldn't have to be like, you're a white nationalist. Well, you're a special <laughs> snowflake. It could be a little, like you could lower the stakes a little bit. Can you we know? name one Dial of them Milo? Back. Just for a little. <laughs> yeah, right. That Just for a little tweak. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you could have it be about something that's like, you could make the stakes sort of sillier, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cats versus dogs or whatever. Yes, I like you know, that. I, I like that. Remember, I, you and I were at the airport and... Well, I guess the only reason is we were at the airport. For some reason, I wanted to look up a list of berries. Oh. A definitive list list of how this, many berries yes. there are, and just like because I'm like, well, I, it was it was Look, ridiculous. Like we just had some time to. kill We were at just the at the airport. airport. We had tons of time to kill. We're having lunch. I'm just like, how many berries do you think there are? There's strawberries, blueberries, and I just try to get Vives into this conversation, naming berries, which is right now why everybody's like, I'm so glad I'm not dating that guy. It's like the Bubba <laughs> Gump, but with berries <laughs> yeah, instead of like, shrimp. Right. Harlan Berry. <laughs> You got pine nut. Oh, that's one that really sounded good. Um, Raspberry, <laughs> raspberry. So anyway, I'm reading. I'm just kind of reading this list of berries, and then at the very end of it, and some of it was kind of interesting. Actually, gave some background on the berries, things we hadn't heard of. And then at the very bottom of it, I started to read the comment section, and people were getting so nasty to each other under this Over list what? of yeah. berries about people saying you left this one off and people were like that's not a berry you idiot and then people <laughs> kept on claiming that tomatoes are berries and I think those people were just trying to tweak the rest of the people <laughs> and then there was like somebody who came in and in really bad grammar wrote this long essay excoriating everybody else for their bad grammar it was so crazy so I like the idea of just like a devolving online message over war something silly over berries over berries or something stupid yeah and then but but uh at, you know and, and you could even have it be like at first they you know they're you know it's oh yeah how can i take you seriously you don't even know it's your and not you are or whatever right, right. and then um but then maybe somebody gets grammarly and it it ups their uh their troll game or yeah whatever. maybe it has to be kind of a before and after i mean we're really i i don't really think we're fixing this commercial i think we're writing a new we're writing commercial. a new one that, nowhere is safe that, from yeah. grammar police grammarly <laughs> right Ooh, yeah just grammar police you could just do something with that too yeah, you know could, like Pop in if you're spelling something. Nazis wrong. are very big right now. <laughs> Grammar Nazis. Oh, oh man. Well, on that note, I think we I think we fixed it. Doctor, doctor, <laughs> what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? I love that at first you guys you were just like Andrew's nuts, but every time you hear it, doesn't it become a little bit more a part of you? <laughs> like that never heard it so many times. I want the doctor to speak more quickly. <laughs> even though I know she's just gonna say Also, I know Genevieve doesn't have, you know, her credentials however this doctor in this video just rubs a stethoscope up and down this doll and i'm gonna call malpractice on this yeah it's like like she's ironing the flat doll with her stethoscope um let me uh mention this next one Vives, you know that i'm a big fan of the amazon echo campaign that's been ongoing for a while yes, i babbled talked, about it on the show quite a bit about it we love the their quick hits that they do and they'll do these like they each one's like 
10 seconds, Ten seconds long. then they so run they, three of them together yep. and they're all sort of mix and match and it's such a great little yes and there and it's and and just to recap for for nick and rosen one of the things that i think really works about this campaign is that it's a new technology people are still kind of figuring out how could i even use this and so they're doing this great job of like here's a use case here's a use case here's a use case and there's they're, a little mystery about them they're like they start off very quirky I, i'll mention like my two favorites there's one some guy comes down in like a some sort of a mascot costume he goes to grab his keys but because he's wearing these giant gloves he can't pick up his keys so he's like uh i do hate that one though you, you hate it it's like because like just take off your glove dummy. i know but it's just kind of like it's it's absurd but you get the point he says alexa call me an uber i just sort of and there's a, the other early one was some guy just like comes out of a room in his house using a fire extinguisher. He's clearly just really burned good. something. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, call the fire department, he says, Alexa, uh, call 1-800-Flowers or something get my, like that. Get roses for my wife. Get what, roses for my wife. And I just think that's like, oh, they're only 10 seconds, but they have enough uh, they have enough zig and zag in them. They think you're going one way, and then it goes the opposite way yeah. in a very short amount of time. I think they're clever and a little bit absurd. But, okay, so anyway, those are the ones that I love, and I love the fact that they would interchange them during commercial breaks. Number one, I had a feeling this would happen. They're getting lazier. Last night, you and I, I they're watched... they're running out of unique use cases. And they're not mixing and matching. You and I watched... We were watching something. I don't know if it was an online sh- yeah. They were watching something on demand, so we kept seeing the same commercials over and over, and they were not mixing and matching them. It was the same three in a row. Um, one that is driving me crazy is... I'm trying to think if I should – yeah. Let me start with the one that doesn't make sense to me. And I get that it's a reference to The Wizard of Oz, so let's get that out of the way. But the premise just doesn't make sense. In this shot, we only see um, the cameras basically pointed at the floor. And a woman in red ruby shoes uh, uh, walks into the frame. And a blue dress. And a blue dress. And uh, this is what she says. Alexa. What's the weather in Kansas City tomorrow? The forecast calls for heavy winds. And as she says that, um, uh, obviously she's clicking her heels together. The idea being, of course, like, oh, it's a, it's, I guess she's either is Dorothy or is a, likes to imagine that she's Dorothy and she's going to Kansas and there's going to be a cyclone. I guess, is that it? Is she, okay, let me. It's all. Also, isn't Kansas City in Missouri? Well, I think it's crosses. It's all across oh, okay. the border. But let, let me let me. I think there is a Kansas. Before City, Kansas. we come back to that one, to underscore how bad it is, Amazon Echo, same exact product, does almost the same exact ad. This is one where like physician heal thyself, like Amazon heal thyself, because with this one it makes so much more sense. We see a guy sitting uh, like in his foyer, taking off his boots. It's clearly snowing. It's called outside. a mudroom. A mudroom. We called them foyers growing up. Foyer. Whatever fancy. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm with mudroom. No. I vote mudroom. Really? God. A foyer. Like guys a, are plebs. A foyer is like a place where you come in, where guests come in. A mudroom is where you like take off your muddy shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess we just used a foyer wrong. I th- thought we were fancy. Anyway, this guy's in his mudroom. Is that how you guys say it? Mudroom. Now the, you're being classic. I think you need Grammarly. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> if I'm talking to the proletariat and I want to, uh, you know, really connect with people like you. No. Anyway, so this guy's in his mudroom and he's taking off his boots and he's shaking it upside down and tons of snow is. And he just seems miserable in this 10 second spot. He's sick of this winter and we can tell. <sighs> Alexa, what's the weather like in Miami? Right now in Miami, Florida, it's 78 degrees. Okay, 
that totally makes sense. This is the perfect 10-second story that I like in these ads. So now that we see how that can be done successfully, let's come back to this fucking Dorothy ad. What the hell is going on? Who is this Dorothy? Is it a is it a person in cosplay? Why does she want to know the weather? It's so it's windy. Like, it's it's all reference with no no reasoning. Exactly. It's just it's just references to the Wizard of Oz with no there's no logic to why this person would unless we're really supposed to believe it's Dorothy, but even that makes no sense. I wonder if it's a really specific reference towards, and I'm disappointed that I can't remember the name of what these people call it, but there are people out there who, it's not quite cosplaying, but they wear outfits inspired it's by characters. Binding? Binding. Really? Thank you. I've never yes. heard of this. Northwest nerd. Get on it. it. What are we talking bind- about So here? for example, a Disney character. If you wanted to dress inspired by Peter Pan or even the movie of Peter Pan you're not going to dress up in like an actual like tunic with like those like cotton hat or something but you would wear green maybe like wear brown you know you know pants or and then like something with a feather on it exactly like a feather necklace but like not a feather in your cap necessarily so it's binding it's not as straightforward as all these don't look it up my My computer is confusing i typed in binding outfit and i'm getting some uh bondage outfit really unfortunate that those share the same name now you have cover, though. If I come back to this computer after we're gone next week and there's a bunch of bonded stuff, nope, I'll be like, nope, ah, that was already just, on the search history. That was probably just me. That was already there. Um, so that's fascinating. There is this whole thing that's like inspired by sort of fictional characters, but it's not quite, you're not exact, but you could wear it to work. Yes, it's not costume, but yeah, passable for every day. Wear. And I wonder if that ad is actually a really specific reference to those people who would see it and immediately get just a thousand times more excited about that ad than we would. I am, if that is the case, that's very interesting. And I'm shocked that there would be enough people to make that worth a a marketing investment. But the fact that you knew what it, that there is such a thing suggests that maybe there is a, you know, I mean, they're making a bunch of these and, you know, and, and, and it is sort of like a, it's a it's a recognizable reference to me, even though I didn't know about binding. Like I get that there's sort of a a joke like structure there, right? That it's windy in Kansas and she's right. got her ruby slippers. Wow, I'm I, really stuck on. I don't know how to look this up. Like, I, it's kind try of Disney binding. That's Disney a binding? more popular. Okay. Yeah, because I keep on, I keep. <laughs> I keep on getting results that yeah. I'm not. I, I would say for. the commercial values the whimsy over being serviceable, and so even with the kind of binding reference, possibly, presumably. All right, I'm going to do more research it. on this later. But if I were like, let's say I I really love like Snow White, and I want to wear like blue, yellow, and red mm-hmm. in my in my outfit, like I'm sort of echoing her famous you know the famous mm-hmm. disney princess look without being like specifically with the the mutton sleeves and mutton leg sleeves and, right and all of that that's interesting yeah, and i didn't even know about this until yeah. a couple of years ago a couple of years ago yeah a couple of years ago wow oh, wow well, I no idea. we learned something today dun, dun, dun. ad council if you know about binding write in um, or if you bind yourself yeah right don't, but don't google bind yourself yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Am I bind? Am I Unless like you want to? Have Unless I been, you want have to. Have I been binding? Unless you're not, you know, use it on a personal computer. Yes. Am I binding like Dwight Schrute? I guess I don't dress like Dwight Schrute. Well, 
Okay. Uh, did we fix that commercial? I, I, feel I think maybe like, it fixed itself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they have one ad that totally does it and one that is just totally, uh, totally just misdirected. So I think they should just lose that one in the campaign. Again, I am kind of the sawbones here. I'm the guy who's going to say, you yeah, know, if yeah, it's going to put a pillow over its yeah, face. Yeah. Um, so. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Okay, we did. Uh, what do now? You guys sent us a couple yeah, too. Nick, that's right. Nick and um, Rosen, you brought some. Yeah, were these uh, were these uh, co-productions or who's handling this? Yeah, we were both looking at ads after you guys sent us the uh, the prompt for the week, and we were just playing around on a website that had a bunch of ads on it, and we stumbled upon these coffee made ads that are based on the phrase "stir up," mm-hmm. but. We found that in these ads, they weren't really stirring up anything. And one in particular really, really got our goat, um, where a woman is in her house and you can't see anybody else there. And she's, you can tell that she's kind of psyching herself up for a difficult conversation with someone. And then twist, it ends up just being a dog and they tell you to stir up commitment okay can we and hear I the have... audio of it because it's it, it's let, let me it, i yeah. think it's, it's a whole misdirection kind of thing going on here where barely yeah i mean you can tell that <laughs> yeah, it's a misdirection I, we've done too much analysis before the ad but um it, you know she's inviting somebody into her bed the yeah. twist at the end is it was her pet dog all along so i've been thinking if we do this, which I totally want to, you can sleep in my bed. Just don't expect me to sleep in yours. What do you think? Shake on it? Oh, it's our doggy! Oh, she wasn't talking to a, a human partner. She was um, she was talking to her dog, and then it says it's a great day to stir up commitment. You guys, I totally agree with you that this is uh, so... So ill-conceived. Um, the camp, I, and I've actually been on our Facebook group talking about this camp, the the broader campaign, the Stir It Up campaign. Oh, good. Uh, with people, because I think there are we're gonna we're gonna look at another one in a minute that I think is a much more successful um, twist kind of ending. And this doesn't work for a number of reasons. One, the the, the coffee mate, the Stir It Up. The, the connection to Coffee Mate and the whole product is extremely arm's length. I mean, yeah, she's putting Coffee Mate in her coffee as she's having this conversation with her dog, who isn't even... Like, what is the point of having a, a practice conversation with your dog, even when you have the real conversation? I don't think she's having a practice conversation. The dog's not going to understand it. I think we're... I think we are supposed to think that she's having a practice conversation, but the reveal is the whole time she was no, talking to No, she's in to a totally a... different room. She's, she's just, but it seems like an open layout house. The dog's just sitting Play on the couch. Again. She's she's also talking into the distance. Her eyes are not focused on anything. She's yeah, no, talk- I think it's bad. She's I think not it's... talking to the dog in the first, when you first oh, hear her. Oh, yes, she is. She, the dog's just she's in the She's in her room. kitchen. She's like, look at her. So she, I've been thinking. Who is she talking to here? If we do this, which... I totally want to. She's a big open layout. You can sleep There's in no bed. wall. See, at that Just point, she's looking across the room to where the couch is. No, now she walks think? into a whole other room Shake and sits on down it? on the couch and then <laughs> has the conversation with her dog. Okay, we, I just disagree with you guys. Can we also okay. pause on how thick they're laying this on? The dog is wearing a bandana that says, adopt me on it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see what it said. It, anyway. it's it's They're really going for like tugging at your heartstrings. 
but it, uh, as I've said before about other commercials that are uh, sort of emotional, uh, press your buttons kind of commercials, I can feel all the wheels turning. Yes, and mm-hmm. and they're working too hard to get me to feel something. You know, you're being set up. Like the, the second I, I hadn't seen this before, you guys sent it's it, and I knew exactly bad. that she was talking to yeah. her pet. Like, yeah, yeah. they want to have it be a misdirect, but who would ever talk to a boyfriend or a girlfriend like right. that? Right, it makes no sense. Um, so, do but, you guys have a thought on how this this particular ad could be fixed? Um, this one in particular, not really, but I think that they can definitely fix the stir up motto in general by actually stirring things up when they yeah. pour the coffee and then the coffee made into it. And that's like a great stirring segue. stirring up commitment? Like, how do you... St- that's not even a thing. That's, that's not even a thing. No. I think we need to call in Grammarly again for this one. <laughs> right, they would, like, yes. fix that slogan because it's not making too much sense You don't stir there. up commitment. No, you don't. But let's... But they do a better one, um, which I want Andrew to play now. Have you okay. guys... Okay. Have you seen uh, one, the title of this one? Should I even say the title, Vives? I give away too much. Maybe it does. Let me just uh, I saw this today for the first time, and I got emotional. Uh, Genevieve played it for me. Um, and so, thank you to the ad counselor who put this on the Facebook group, whose, whose name, name I can't you don't think have. of. Um, so the, I will say that the, the ad campaign or the ad commercial, I think it's called uh, bald is beautiful and we see a man and a woman and it's daytime husband and wife in their kitchen and he is bald um, and she's dressed for work it looks like they're both probably getting ready to go to their you know offices for a day of work uh, but she makes a comment as you'll hear at the beginning that she's been uh, she's going back to work I don't know if she took a vacation or what but she's uh, she's going back to work uh, today hey hey morning so how do I look you look really nice it's my first day back to work. I want to look better than nice. No, you know what? What do you think of this? No, you look stunning. Bald is beautiful. Well, you would know. Today's a great day to stir up courage. So she, when she Dang. says, what about yeah. this? She takes off a wig and she's totally bald underneath. And it answers the question, why is she going back to work? She's going back to work because she's clearly been having chemotherapy. She's been on sick leave, and now she's going back to work. This is a commercial where it started off, I'm like, without thinking about it too much, it put all these questions in my head that didn't seem to make sense. Like, why is she being so a little bit prickly about it? Right, like, Like, why are you asking how I look? Yeah, you're going back to work, okay? So, and again, I'm thinking, like, you took a vacation. Why Why are the stakes so high? And the commercial delivers on all of those questions. They purposely put those questions in my head. And then answered them really beautifully and totally misdirected me. This commercial got me big time. And even though I continue to think that this whole campaign is a little bit removed from the product, mm-hmm. this one does a better job of, A, stirring up something. I mean, it, it really, like, she's she's got, she's taking a risk. And I think it also sort of stirs up feelings. And the, the way that the couple relate to each other is really, really sweet mm-hmm. and very emotional. End, yeah, that shot is really At good. the end, they put their heads together. Of course, he's bald just because he has male pattern baldness and he shaves his head now. And it's also this moment where they're both getting ready to go out in the morning to their jobs. And that's a real coffee moment, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. That one That one works Beautifully. That's so good. Yeah, I am. I had not seen that. I didn't see it on the Facebook page. I'm absolutely in love with it. Um, so, did you guys have an idea? Putting that wig one aside, 
you seem to indicate before Nick that you like the idea of stirring it up but like would you take the would you take that slogan but take the campaign in a totally different direction did you have an idea of a fix like people Ooh, getting in idea. trouble or something I mean I don't think any of my fixes are any better than the one that we just watched so <laughs> I've, I've got a, I've got an idea for stirring up the dog one Ooh, okay okay make it an adopt a kid have it be Ooh. like a kid who's not a baby, but like a, a child who's being adopted. That'll stir up your life. Yeah. Like stir up your roots. So it's not the it's not the conversation about sharing a bed. She doesn't anymore. right now. Oh, you have okay. to change the, you'd have to change the the language or the right. writing. But you know um, Take away the bandana as well. Take away don't have the kid wear an adopt me bandana. That's <laughs> not cool. A little desperate. But here, imagine this. Imagine this scenario. The same woman. She's in a room by herself. She's mixing up her coffee. You know, she's she's and she's practicing like um, and you could even you could write it even with a little bit of the misdirection too, right? Like um, how would you know, how would you feel about living here? Um, Like, I think we make a great team. Oh, I see. And then you see. So you still are thinking it's a romantic. You're thinking it's a romantic. And then she goes into a different room. And maybe and and you hear her finish that speech, and it's like a, uh, like an eight or nine year old kid, right? Mm-hmm. And it's clear that they you 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 have some sort of visual marker to show that it's an adoption. Is there an adoption agent there too? Sure, or you have her go to the adoption agent, the mm-hmm. orphanage. I don't know. Are those real? It's just Whatever. someone with a pantsuit and a clipboard. Sitting sure, right next sitting to the next kid. to them, yeah. right? Like get Megan Mullally from Thirty Rock. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. But you have it be maybe have, a, maybe like a, a, a like a tween girl too yeah or something sure like that because it's a harder sell like they have more agency and yeah, like, yeah and someone who looks like sort of like they've been through the ringer yeah but like they're willing to like be, maybe try trusting for the first time uh, maybe you just like she's got a little wow. like a foster kid it's one of the packet. circus girls oh god. <laughs> She's, she finally happened the other one. <laughs> don't ask. Um, but you know, don't you? And then stir up, stir up your routine. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think good. then you have like it is stirring up your life. Yeah. Um, she's gearing herself up for this kind of difficult new move, and but but the emotional stakes are much higher than the dog. Like that. That's how you. To me, that's how you fix that commercial. That's a fantastic fix. Yeah. I think pretty, I love that. You're, you're pretty. That's good why she's the doctor. Call me coffee mate. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. I guarantee you that uh, I'm going to get in trouble for playing this so much on the Facebook page. People are going to be mad. Uh, All right. uh, So one more from you guys, and then we'll check in with the ad council here. Um, One of you guys sent this to us. This is the Tiki Barber spot. Yeah, this one was more on my side. So Geico does those... uh, ads right now where they do a surprising combination of things sometimes right. it's good and it works out well sometimes it's bad mm-hmm. or uh the iced tea at a lemonade stand one is it probably the one that everybody's seen yeah. surprising right iced tea at a it's it's, stand. it's like the opposite of they had the campaign that was going forever that was it's what you do if you're a if you're a cat and you see somebody in need you just stand there because you're a cat it's what you do i've always kind of hated that theme this is like the totally turning that on its head mm-hmm. right like it's somebody is doing something completely outside of what you'd expect yeah, yeah. Ge- geico slogans and campaigns are so phoned in but it's because someone's turning like there'll be two new ones by the time we finish this podcast. right yeah yeah i'm sure the caveman will be back again by the oh. time this episode's oh, well, over yeah but uh, so that's the setup for this one, and this time we have former NFL running back Tiki Barber doing something surprising. Okay, he's in a. Uh... Ambo, Sally, twenty-two. Hut, hut. 
So we're in a barber shop, and we see Tiki Barber come in. He grabs the, the clippers, runs around like a running back, then goes and just shaves a, 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 a swatch of hair. Just indiscriminately. Yeah. Swatch or swath of hair indiscriminately off of uh, the customers' heads, and now they all just have these bald stripes. And then I guess here, I'll, I'll go back to the, um, to the kind of payoff line here. Tiki Barber running a barber shop? Yes. Surprising. Yes. What's not surprising? How much money David saved by switching to Geico. Okay. So I thought you I saw you shaking your head, Vives. In the past, I thought you liked this ad. No. You do not, Nick? What's your issue? I'd seen it once before, and it was one of those ones that, you know, Geico's so ubiquitous. I, I sort of didn't. I, I didn't listen or pay close enough attention to even get the the joke, what the, the wordplay. Yeah. yeah. So what what do you think? So my issue with this is that Tiki Barber was never known for being particularly fast, and it seems <laughs> to be that that's the thing that he's trying to do in his barbershop. He's uh, trying to do it really fast, and that doesn't make any sense. Everybody knew while he was playing that he wanted to be on TV, so he would really care about someone's haircut look, hmm. and he wouldn't just be... Just shaving weird spots into people's heads if you're a really tiki barber. I think it would work better if he were really agonizing yes. over how oh. a haircut looks. I agree. That's, yeah. a, that's a funnier visual and a better joke. Having him be both a barber and a running back in the, in the setting is they're trying to jam too much. This is a big problem I have with a ton of commercials. You're trying to put too many jokes. Too many jokes yes. are in. You're trying to do too much with this. Like... Stick to a joke. Same thing. Same thing to AT and T. Too many. You're too, doing too many jokes. I. But I'm. Here's my issue with what you're saying, Nick. This feels so lazy to me. If I'm picturing the commercial, that could be any football player. Yeah. And maybe. They, well, of course, it's Barber. Yeah. I mean, that's the joke. The thing is, I didn't. I didn't know anything you just told me about Tiki Barber, and these are for a mass audience. You know. If I just saw an ad where there's this guy and there's no indication, there's got to be some indication that he's a former ba- uh, football player because I wouldn't recognize him. Like you got to do something to illustrate to me the put un- him in his jersey. So okay, so now and he's he got is a wearing jersey. a jersey in this. I think. Well, he's wearing like a barber shirt, but it's got a number on the back. Um, <laughs> Even better. So okay, so you're saying keep the keep that, yeah, sure. or, or put him in a jersey. But then if he's just very careful – well, I guess if he's totally in his own jersey and he's just being very meticulous in shaving and cutting somebody's really hair. Really trying to get those sideburns even. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he keeps going back and forth. Yeah, I guess I would get the payoff joke on that. Also, I've yeah. already seen a good ad this year with a football player running a barbershop, and it was um, – The guy from the Steelers. The guy from the Steelers, uh, Antonio Brown. Brown. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, which that totally do you remember works. that part of that ad? It really confused me too. Maybe I'm just against barbershop ads, but that that part of that ad didn't make sense. Like, why is he running the barbershop? Well, and they, why they, are they letting they them cut play down video the games? long version of that ad yeah. too much. The short version of that ad doesn't have enough context setting. But that's a conversation for a different show. Okay, listen, I think we fixed that one, but I also think that I want to keep the one listener we have left, so I will not play the Doctor Doctor song again. Let's oh, now, just now the fi- on the final one. You won't play it. Oh, you suddenly you now want you it? Like, well, I mean, suddenly I, you I want feel it? Like it's just it's sort of like it's, it's like one of those songs on the radio that you hate for like the first ten times until like the one day like you actually like of, it. So now you need it. Did we just find our own every Maroon Five song? We just found our yes. own Cars for Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not unlike Cars. Doctor, for kids. doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. 
Take it. Put on I the ad council music. A sweet bill. A sweet bill. I forgot about high uh, fever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just keeps. I keep on just adding syllables and notes that don't go anywhere. I like how none of the words that the, anyone says have the right emphasis on any on any of the right syllables. Oh my goodness! All right, now let's check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Alright, quick uh, little check with the Ad Council here. Today I just went to the uh, Facebook page. Some people were leaving some great comments on the Facebook page. I, I will say, I mean, I guess, Veeves, when you do this, you don't really play favorites. Uh, I guess I do. Because if there's a favorite comment of the week, it definitely comes from Dan. It was on the topic of the Michelin Man, whom we learned uh, We learned his uh, original name, or his official name is Bibendum. Yep. That was uh, going it, back to like the 1890s yeah, when he was it's created like the weird, in France. It's like a weird uh, like holdover from the beer, post, beer advertising poster that he was sort of stolen from as an idea. Right. And there were so many dazzling details about the, the creation of the Michelin Man. Uh, last week, a listener pointed out the reason why the Michelin Man is white is because back in the oldie-timey days, tires... Only whites were allowed to drive. Only <laughs> whites were allowed to... Unfortunately, that is true. Um, but also, the, what was it? Zinc oxide? Zinc oxide that was, was put used into to, tires. as like a... Uh, not a coloring agent, but like a, a traction agent in tires. So that was a, a lot of a lot of details um, on the history of Bibendum. Bibendum. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. What, yeah. I don't know if the, where the emphasis is supposed Bibendum. to be. Bibendum. Bibendum. Uh, anyway, now there's this very interesting thing from Dan, who writes: uh, Back in the '90s and 2000s, in commercials, Bibendum also had a dog made out of tires. At the time, I contacted Michelin Consumer Relations about this dog, specifically his name. This is what they said. Quote, the Michelin man, known as Bibendum, or Mr. Bib for short. Love that. Who knew? Or Mr. Bib for short is Michelin's corporate icon, and our advertising is focused on Mr. Bib. Because of our corporate focus, Michelin has decided not to name Mr. Bibb's dog. Therefore, the dog is only known as Friend. Can we break wow. this down yeah. for a second? Michelin is like, thanks for asking. Don't ever ask again. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I have a different take on this. First of all, Dan, I don't know how old Dan is. In the 90s and early 2000s, I was like a, a teenager becoming somebody in their early 20s, like a young man. Uh, maybe Dan's around my age. Maybe he was a f- full-on adult then. Maybe he was a little kid then. But either way, Dan is watching TV. He sees that the Michelin man has a new pet, and he's like, wonder what that dog's name is. Best, I, ring, best ring. get on the horn yeah. and call fucking Michelin to find out what the dog's <laughs> name is. <laughs> Dan's like, asking the hard questions. That is the best part of this whole thing. I, I will not lie. Dan is not a Facebook friend of mine, but he posted this on Facebook, so I did a little bit of Facebook stalking. I wanted to see, like, yep. does he yep. work in consu- customer relations? Is he an advertiser? Is he in... Just like, a dog enthusiast? Y- yes. Was he 10 at the time? Like, I have no idea. But let's also... So Dan gets just mega booyahs for making the call. But now... Michelin responds. They don't even have a good answer. 
right? They were lucky to get that many words out of the answer. (laughs) Right. But they actually were conscientious enough to respond. And the fact that Dan says, this is what they said, and then gave me a block quote makes me think that maybe he sent this via email or something, and he saved that email that he was able to quote it directly. Yeah. No, I mean, I I feel like this... It poses as many questions as it answers. It delights me. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. And he even included a photo of like a little toy Michelin man with his dog, some sort of like swag that you would get at a, I don't know, a Michelin store or something. Um, okay. So you know that one of my big pet peeves on this show, of our pet peeves, are those, well, yes. the worst commercials we in the world, We and right? the entire ad council are united in hating these Chevy ads where it's like, these are real people, they're not the actors. Worst. They, they are, are the worst. And they're all like these focus group ads with that same bearded post-hipster asshole who's like showing them the ugliest cars I, honestly, in the world. this is no joke. I hate those ads so much that I feel like Chevy is trolling me personally. I do. I feel like... and Somebody posted this video, by the way, like in I have a, all these bad Reddit. thoughts about all the people in them like, oh, you're probably Trump voters. <laughs> Which is now my go-to thing for someone I don't like. Like, we have, I have a neighbor I don't like, and I nobody... I know for a fact that, like, no one in our, in our neighbor, in our district voted for... Um, voted against or voted for Trump because we had like one, we're like one of the few districts in Seattle where no one voted for Trump and I still see him and I'm like I bet you voted for Trump <laughs> he did in his heart yeah you did in your heart he couldn't because he lived in Wallingford and he knew that somebody would egg his house um yeah uh, well, oh yeah it, everybody's excited when it's revealed that a car is a hatchback in one of them. Like, that's my biggest pet peeve now with them. Like, they were always annoying, but now there's the one where it's kind of like, they're only looking at the front of the car. And maybe I already talked about this, and the wall blocks yes. off the back. The wall and everybody's kind of like, oh, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, what are you going to say when you see this? And big reveal, it's a hatchback. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah, gets like the excited. Front, wait, about- do you see the back? <laughs> nobody likes Somebody that. actually I mean- says the thing you're supposed to say about mullets, which is business in front, party in the back. Yeah, and that is <laughs> not a party which is a a hatchback's not a party a spoiler and would be a party B, in the back mullets are not yes good so anyway i, I mean i just go on but they are a party. i hate them so just much not when you want to go to but we are not alone people uh all over the country hate these things as i was reading in a subreddit today where this video uh, uh was They're posted so committed to this campaign oh my too. god i know and this was donna who brought it to our attention she said i i really hope that you guys haven't seen this yet and i had not i love it so um there is some uh, little kind of comedy I want to say duo on YouTube called Zebra Corner. And I was checking out their stuff there. They've only posted four videos. This is one of them. He, the the main comedian in this one, inserts himself into the real commercial. So everything you hear is real, only he digitally inserts himself. Pretty in a well, way that is, actually. It's like both pretty well, but just janky enough to almost like give the whole thing like a, I don't care that much about right. this. Like I, It just strikes the perfect tone to me. <laughs> and for some reason, he just gives him like a really thick Boston brogue. Yeah. And so, and, and the, it's called If Real People Commercials Were Real Life. And so while everybody's being like, uh, just drooling over this car, the Chevy. I think what's nice about it too, from an audio perspective, is that you can definitely like you'll you'll have no trouble telling who the inserted actor yes, is. Yes, uh, it's the guy who talks like Mark Wahlberg, right? And uh, and it's it's taking on my least favorite of the campaign, the one where they say. We're going to ask you to describe this car using nothing but emojis. And I'm telling you, this fellow, whatever his name is, the comedian from Zebra Corner, he speaks for us all. I am Zebra Corner. I am Zebra Corner. I am Zebra Corner. Je suis Zebra Corner. (laughs) 
Hashtag it, put it on Twitter. I, <laughs> wait, is the worst one not the one where they just start scaring people with extra cars in the room that pop oh, out God. of the floor? I, I don't know. Oh, wow, there's, there's four emoji, of them now. This yes. emoji one is just have you guys Have you seen this oh, yet? Yeah. I've oh, seen okay. all yeah, of yeah, them. Okay, yeah. let's, let's take a look. Hello. Hi. Well, I don't shake hands. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Today I'm going to show you the all-new 2016 Chevy Cruze and ask you what you think. But here's the catch. You can only answer in emojis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what emoji would you use to describe the design? I'm going to go with the party hat because this car looks fun. Oh, look at that. It's a turtle because it looks fucking slow. estimated <laughs> 40 miles per gallon highway. 40 miles per gallon? Okay. Just bear with me, all right? Because if it gets 40 miles per gallon, I can buy a lot of tacos. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> you want to be doing is trying to focus extra hard on what you're looking at. Oh my God. No, you need to be focusing on the road there, glasses. If you want to check out the car a little more. No thanks, not interested. You want to check it out? We've all seen a car before. You want to check it out? Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, so now he follows him into the showroom. Oh, I'm so glad I haven't watched this yet. Oh and while God. other people are in the front seat of the car, he's in the back seat of the car, which will make a joke make sense in a second. Check out the car a little more. Just walk Big around, walk. take a look at it. My wow. God, what is this, a Ford Focus? <laughs> Buddy, does that seat go up a little bit? When you plug your iPhone in, certain apps show up. So, like an auxiliary port? <laughs> Last question. Show me the one emoji that sums up the whole Chevy Cruze. It's hot. It's magical. It's the poop emoji. Because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I love everything about yeah, that. Yeah, Donna, I already thanked you on the Facebook page, but oh, I man. cannot. That is just great. It has. I, uh, it is just delightful. It has over. I don't want to say anything uh, rude about them. I mean, they're putting out. This is the most. This has brought me probably the most joy since Donald Trump was, uh, you know, uh, uh, sworn in. I so you're going to say since the Doctor Doctor song. <laughs> oh, that is true. Uh, and it's got well over a million views now, which is great. But I, I did look at it. There, there are other three comedy videos. Not so great. But yeah, I'm hoping that maybe this, is a, maybe this is a turning point for a zebra corner. So anyway, Donna, thank what you so much. What is this, so a fad focus? <laughs> that is the best line. I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, I think... I've seen a cab before. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> okay. Let's leave it there. Let's get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can really sell anything. All right, Rosen Saez, Nicholas J. Jarn. What's your real middle initial again? B. B. You tell me that every week, and I always forget. Uh, you guys are taking over the ship next week. Very excited. Any any questions for us? Uh, not on air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for uh, pinch hitting for us. Uh, we are 
I'm I'm mortified that I booked our vacation during the Super Bowl, which, as I always say, is our Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm so glad that we're leaving the show in such capable hands, and you guys will be, I'm sure, much more hilarious than we are. So thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, everybody out there, just expect 80% of the show. Don't listen to Genevieve right then, but it'll be okay. We'll get through it. <laughs> just like the next four years. Uh, as always, you can reach us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. You can find us uh, on the Facebook group, After These Messages Show. And you can call us at 607-444-5597. And don't forget, check out Rosen's shit at Seattle Met Magazine. I meant shit in like the cool street way, not like... Poop emoji. And, <laughs> and, subscribe, and subscribe to Northwest Nerd, which is Nick's podcast, and it is hilarious. Right, and, and informative, as we learned today, about binding. All right. Happy Super Bowl. Go Falcons. Uh, and uh, Genevieve and I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies and I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky.